Well, welcome to the special edition online of Sharing the Victory Radio. Bill Bump is here with Donna Noonan, the Vice President for Coaches Ministry at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And we're about to hear an exciting message from Kay Yao, the longtime women's basketball coach at North Carolina State. Of course, she was speaking at the 2008 Women's Final Four and the FCA Breakfast. And Donna, uh, this is the inaugural award. It will from now on be called the Yao Heart of a Coach Award. And tell us a little bit about why we decided to uh, name this award after Yao. Well, the whole idea came, and it really was a, a vision from God where we just placed in my heart, hey, you know, we've got all these coaching awards, you know, Coach of the Year and uh, Margaret Wade and all these different great events that we do and great coaching awards, but those are all based on wins and losses and what the world says is success. And I started thinking, you know, what how neat would it be if we could give an award based on what God's definition of success is and how we deal with our players and how well a coach not only coaches the body of the athlete but the spirit and the mind as well. And so as I started thinking about that, I thought about coaches that would represent that, and Kay Yow's was the first and really the only one that came to mind. Uh, she's a legend of the game, an Olympic coach, and more important, she's a giant in the faith. I mean, here's a coach that uh, on her Olympic trip actually smuggled Bibles into the, what was then the Soviet Union. And so she, her faith has been a strong part of her, her life, her entire career. And she really does truly see her players as people to be ministered to. And I loved her quote. She talks about how she sees players the way they could become rather than the way they are. And that's really what we're trying to do is help kids become what they could be in God's eyes, not necessarily our eyes. Of course, also she's had uh, the struggle going through cancer, and I know we'll hear part of that as well. So, uh, well, without further ado, let's go to the message at the 2008 Final Four with Kay Yao. Well, thank, thank you, Jane. And uh, thank you, Jamie, for the music this morning, and uh, Tracy for your message uh, this morning. Uh, they were both beautiful and very meaningful. Uh, I would I would like to say well first of all I I'm overwhelmed at this awards so uh, I would just like to say that I'm like everybody in this room really I would have nothing I, we have nothing but what the Lord has enabled us to have and what He has provided I, I mean there, there's nothing I could claim on my own that I've ever done or that I have, or that I'm a part of, that it's just by His grace uh, that I have anything. So I'm, I'm a person who truly understands that. And um, as He has blessed me in so many ways, I, I, can't, I cannot count the ways that God uh, has blessed me in so many areas of my life. And I know that, uh, of course, I was first diagnosed with cancer in 87. And then for 17 years, I, I was cancer-free. Uh, I thought I was cancer-free for life. Uh, but I found out in the 18th year that it returned. And uh, then uh, got it a little bit under control in 2004. Then 2006, it hit uh, a different level, in which it metastasized and then moved out of a local area and, um, you know, moved in some other parts of my body. So uh, 
I would want everybody to, to know that God has a plan for each of us. I mean, he's totally in control. One of the hard things I've found is uh, people have sought me out to talk with me. People, many women who are battling cancer, um, as I go to my clinic quite often, sometimes two, three times a week, other times maybe only once a week. But when I'm there, I see everybody being treated and everybody seeks you out. And you want to tell them um, about your faith and about the hope that you have. And it's it's been a little um, complex for me because as I found myself wanting to share, like God's word says this, you know, uh, it, some of the scriptures about healing that you claim, I find that people who claim some of the scriptures and then they don't live or the people they claim them for die, they don't understand that. Like, well, if we claimed them and it didn't happen, then it's not true. And so it caused me to really start to look into the situation a little bit deeper because I didn't really know how to explain it. And I don't even know that today I can explain it uh, as I would like to. But I do understand that and as I tell them now, I think there are at least three prongs to this whole thing about hope and faith and in God's word. I, I believe completely in God's word. But the way that his word can be applied sometimes is like God definitely has the power to heal me. And I never count that out. I never count that out, even though I'm in stage four cancer and I understand that situation and everything about it. I never count out that one day we're going to take the circulating tumor cell count test and it's, they're going to come back and say it's zero because he has the power to do that. So that could happen. I believe that. But, and he talks about he has the power to heal. And there's so many scriptures that make people pray for healing. And some people are healed. But also in God throughout the Bible, he healed people. You, you know, there are many instances where he touched them and they were completely healed. So he does have that power. But also healing from God he can also, another prong of this, just not the miraculous prong, which that would really be. The Another prong is that he is going to be with you. He is all, He's promised to always be present with us, be with us. He will be with us. And But sometimes God is asking us to do things also that, you know, to get through this, we can't just like have a miraculous and when there are steps he wants us to take, things he wants us to do. And so we do it together. And together, by doing it, doing our part that he has laid on our hearts, of course he's always doing his part, uh, then we may come out of the situation. But there are other times, the third prong is sort of the hard prong for some people. And that, that prong is that he will sustain us 
He will keep us in whatever we have to go through. You see, he, he never promised to keep us from the waters or to keep us out of the fire. You know, uh, in Isaiah, there's a great passage of when he it's talking about when you pass through uh, the waters, that he will be with with us. When we pass through the rivers, they will not overflow us. When we pass through the fire, we will not be burned, neither will the flame kindle upon us. I mean, he gives us promises, but he never promises that we won't have to go through the waters that we won't have to go through the fire. But his promise is he will sustain us and he will keep us when we go through. He will provide a way. You know, Jamie's saying this morning, his grace is sufficient. Absolutely, his grace is sufficient. He has a plan. And the way that I look at it is like, I don't know what his plan is. Is his plan for me to be here next year this time? I do not know that. But the thing that I'm positive of, that he has the best in store for me. And I want to promise you this, that if I weren't here next year, that God never makes a mistake. And it is best. I mean, whatever happens, I'm in God's hands. He is in total control of my life. And so I, I trust him. There's nobody else I would trust to determine my fate and my future but him. But I know that he knows what is best. He has shown me clearly every exit is a new beginning. And if you just think about it, go back to when uh, we were all in our mother's wombs and, wow, we're going to make an exit soon. <laughs> and, you know, if the truth were known, if you could have asked us while we were in there, we would be kicking and screaming, which we did when we came out, you know, because we did not want to leave. We liked it. We were comfortable. It was good. We are well taken care of. And for what reason do we want to come out? I mean, this is good. That's all we knew. This is good. But we had to make an exit. The Lord had the plan. We had to make the exit. And when we made the exit, kicking and screaming, I don't want to do this. Wow. We looked around and... We said, as God, this is good. This is very good. And now we had a beginning. We, we were in sand piles and swings outside. And we had to make a exit from that to going to school. Every, we went from elementary, we had to make an exit into the next level. Then we had to exit that level and go to high school. Then we had to go to college. If you look, if we look at our lives, we make exits all of our lives. We make an exit into a new beginning. Tracy was telling us about her exit from single life into marriage. I mean, you make that exit and you move into a new beginning. This happens. The thing that I think that 
knowing the Lord that we have to grasp is that at death, we make an exit. We are exiting from one stage into a new beginning of eternal life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't have any understanding of of what we would be going to. So God is good. His grace abounds. He provides. I told this story before. I know my staff is sitting here and, and some former players and uh, Nels is with them, and <laughs> the giant angel that always shows up <laughs> a lot of places. And But, you know, when I was a kid and in um, my church, we would go and visit the elderly a lot. And um, the people who no longer could come to church, and we would go and make our visits as young people from the church, to cheer them up. And when we would go, I was always thinking, wow, they are so strong. I mean, because we'd go to visit them and they would just, they would smile. And when you left, I mean, you were sort of cheered up. I mean, and we went there to cheer them up, but they, they were in excruciating pain a lot of times. It, it was really tough and they were bedridden and they could, you know, and they would just be seemingly so strong. And we would leave, and that's what we would always talk about, how strong they are. You know, wow, we just we couldn't conceive of it. And as time went by, I realized it wasn't that, that they were strong. It, it wasn't strong. What they had wasn't strength, really. It was reliance. They, they were reliant. And what do I mean by that? They relied on God and on His Word. And they believed it. And this is what seemingly, it wasn't strength, it was reliance that made them the way that they were. And today I have to say, I grasp that completely. You know, because sometimes many people have said to me, many people, which I appreciate, but they said, you have such strength. Many people I talk to say that. And, of course, my favorite Bible verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I know my strength comes from Christ, but my strength comes from him because I rely on him. Believe me, it's not me, not even one little bit. I can't claim any of it. It's completely and totally all him and his provision for me and my wife. And so, you know, I have so many more blessings in my life. I have, I have this one thing. I have this battle with cancer. That's what I'm, I'm dealing with. I'm, I have this thing that I deal with on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly, a yearly. It, it goes on. I, I deal with it. But outside of that, 
Everything that I look at in my life is a blessing. I have so many more blessings than this one thing that many people would consider it's not a blessing. But then maybe it is a blessing. Maybe it's the greatest blessing of all. Like as a result of fighting this, we now have established the KLWBCA Cancer Fund in which all coaches, a nation of coaches, are coming together to do something to, that will affect the lives of many, many women that are above and beyond anything that we do in coaching. So as I would look at what is happening in that organization and what God has given me as a ministry to so many people, you know, every day of my life I'm either calling somebody, writing somebody, or speaking to somebody about cancer and about you know, trusting in the Lord, knowing him and who he is and what he can do and for them first for eternal life. That they that each person might know him personally and have eternal life assured to them and then have the Holy Spirit come reside in their hearts and be able to guide and direct them as they fight the battle against cancer and they put their trust in him. I'm able to do that. Well, would you, to me, that those are major blessings. What would I? So, how could I say, as a person, that fighting the battle of cancer myself is not a blessing? It would be a stretch for me to think that this is all bad. It, it can't. It, it's not. I can see that clearly myself. That God is using this battle that I might impact other people. And for him, okay, that is a work of mine for him. And it could have been all kinds of ministries, but this is what he has chosen for me. And it's good with me. Because I know that he wants what's best for me. And it might not seem best in the eyes of people, of myself even, but I trust, it. I know him, and I know who he is. So there's no, you know, as we would say with people, there's no hard feelings here, Lord. <laughs> you know, there's no hard feelings. I, I under, I, I trust you. I understand. So, today, I, I get a special award. This is just another gift from God. Another blessing from Him to me. Would I be getting this award if all of this hadn't happened in my life? Well, it's not the award that's, you know... It's important. It's just, it's special to me because it's confirmation to me from God again. He is absolutely present. And he's just showing me. Each and every day he shows me. 
that he is with me and that he is using what I'm going through to continue to develop my own character, to know him better, to grow in every way. And really, I don't know where you're coming from in life or where you are, but there's absolutely nothing better than getting to know God better and better, who he is and what he's really all about and what he's really provided for us with his love. So I feel I'm, I'm, I'm honored in a special way that this has happened to me so that I can get to know him better and all of these things can happen. So today my wish for every person in this room would be that you would know him as your personal Lord and Savior. And I don't know, maybe everybody in this room does, and I would praise his name for that. But if you don't know him, the thing is, you must know about his love and how much he wants to help you be the person that he created you to be. And the only way is to know him, ask him to come into your life as your personal Lord and Savior, which he will do immediately. But you must be sincere about it. You must want him to come in and be in charge of your life. And you must, we, we're all sinners. We sin every day with thoughts, words, what, there's many, many, ways because we're not perfect, well, far from it. He's working in our lives. But if you're just willing to repent of your sins and just get in line with him, with his ways and his words and what he wants and who he is as a person, you really want to become more like him and walk in his ways. If you really want that, it can happen for you right now. It's just that simple. It's like he says, a childlike faith. And God blesses us with many gifts. One of the things I praise him for is for whatever reason in my life, one of my gifts is faith. And I'm just I'm so grateful for it because I need it greatly. Right now. And so he has given me more, I think, than the average, you know, was one of those little areas he has helped me with. So I know just by faith, ask him into your life. He will send his Holy Spirit into your heart and you will be assured of eternal life. Eternal life with him. That's important. When you exit, there is a beginning. And to have that beginning be eternal life with him is incredible. And, you know, I, I couldn't get up here this morning and, and not share that with you because, wow, as I said, 
I don't even know if I would be here next year. So I wouldn't know if I'd have a chance. And I won't miss any chances that I have. You know, I'm not going to miss any chances that I have because I really, truly want that for every person in this room. And once you are assured of eternal life, then you will have the opportunity to read his word, the Bible, and to pray to him. And I guarantee you, if you commit to reading his word and talking with him, he will begin to change your life, provide many opportunities for you to serve him in many ways, and he will draw very close to you as you draw close to him. So I'm just praying that if there's anybody here this morning that does not know him in that way, that you would consider accepting him as your Lord and Savior and move to another level of living. And it is a wonderful level. And over many years, you will never regret it. He will make sure, you will know that. He will assure you of that. So this morning, I I just accept this award. Uh, I'm so grateful for it. Thank you to FCA for even having an award like this. The part that makes me really happy is that next year, somebody else will be receiving Heart of a Champion Award, Heart of a Coach Award. And that will have a lot of meaning to me. Could could we just bow our heads for one moment? Our gracious Heavenly Father, as all our eyes are closed and we're just looking to you, I pray that um, if there's anyone here today who the Holy Spirit is really tugging at their heart. That, and you are pulling, Lord, you are calling them to become a child of yours. I would pray that they would just say this prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I, I want to know you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Christ came to earth. He lived. He died. He was crucified. He was resurrected. It's all a part of your plan for salvation for my life. Lord, I believe that. I accept that. And I want you to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I pray and I thank you that the Holy Spirit would enter my heart and would guide and direct me as I look to you for guidance and direction. And I thank you for eternal life, Lord. I just praise your name for your plan of salvation and for providing eternal life. And Lord, I just accept your plan right now.
by faith and just pray for your guidance and direction from this point on. And it's in Jesus' name, the powerful name of Jesus, that we praise you and that we give you thanks. Amen. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. What a powerful message from Kay Yao at the 2008 Women's Final Four, uh, receiving the inaugural Kay Yao Heart of a Coach Award from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And again, with Donna Noonan, who is uh, FCA's Vice President for Coaches Ministry. And of course, she's just uh, one of many coaches who have been affected by the Coaches Ministry here at FCA. Donna, as we wrap up, why don't you give us some more information about how we can find out about the FCA's Coaches Ministry? Well, there's two great places. One is certainly on our website at fca.org. There's a link right there to Coaches. It gives you an idea of what events we'll be doing across the country and resources, how to get your hands on some resources. And then also, please feel free to call me here in the home office. Well, that's great. Thanks so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. And again, that number is 866-STV-5031. That's toll-free, 866-STV-5031. And also on the web at fca.org.